0: So like, like I said, we have so many creatives, and so it's like, what's so cool about it is like, so between like me, who I, when I got brought into real life, I was doing a lot of graphic design for them. I was running one of their social media accounts. And so when I got brought on staff, that's what I did. So I had mm-hmm. to learn how to do graphic design, and I designed t-shirts for Anthem, I designed t-shirts for real life. I've helped with a lot of that stuff, and so as we're like building some of our stuff for more of the graphic design stuff that we're doing for like t-shirts and right. vibes like that we're trying to be a little bit more edgy and kind of like push the envelope on creativity and so oh. a lot of it is we're doing it ourselves like that's mean that means like spray painting the back of shirts and like doing unique cool designs and stuff so we're actually not running through anybody we're actually thrifting all the clothes and no then way. just repurposing them and selling them that's kind of that's at least the okay. vision for the next for our next drop is at gotcha. least that's some of the stuff that we're trying to do
1: yeah so. like single pieces. This kind of deal, like one of one kind of things, exactly. Because right. then it's
0: like it's like people want to have something that's iconic to them, that nobody else can ever have again, for sure. And that makes it feel like you have a special drop. So it's like somebody took time out of their day to focus on creating something unique yeah. that you're gonna have one time, and it's never gonna be reproduced again. Yeah. And that's a really cool vibe. That's so, the thing
1: with like uh, like Zoomies and Pacsun and yeah. you know all those big big retailer names, they have these drops, and you buy all the good clothes, mm. and then you go out somewhere, and you're like, oh. Four other guys thought everybody's, this shirt was really cool, everybody's too. everybody's
0: wearing the same jeans. Everybody's yeah. wearing the same vibe. But instead, you know, it's like we're over here. We're grabbing a pair of, like, thrifted shoes, and we're embroidering, like, our name on them and, like, cool. uh, flowers and smiley faces and whatever. You know, just that whole entire yeah. new vibe, that new age, weird, like, hippie vibe mixed with, like, 80s and new age. It's crazy. Fashion right. and style right now is... In a renaissance that I've never seen it yeah. in before, and so like that's why like half the stuff I wear is thrifted. I mean, like this is thrifted. You have but... great
1: style. When I first saw you, I reminded you, and I'll always remind you. I, I love your style, man.
0: Dude, bro, bro, I love listen. It. You got even
1: me. the bracelet and the ring. I just, I just love your pieces, man.
0: Literally. So literally yesterday, a student gave this to me, and so Aww. like, so I was like, I was, it's got my name on it. I was like, well, dude, I'm there, gonna it's rock custom. That. There you dude, go, dude. That's custom. It's custom. See, one of, one of one. a kind. <laughs> oh goodness. It all dude. pieces together exactly.
1: So this, the merchandising and and whatnot. Mm um is it the young adult ministry real life or is it your anthem worship collective or so
0: so most of the merch stuff that we're doing right now is is for the young adults at real life and okay. so and so that's like a lot of the stuff that we're working on right now, which is pretty much just like we you know we started when we started like um I mean I think it's I think we're on like week 15 I want to say of like us like mm-hmm. starting this young adults ministry when we started it was, It was pretty chill with like 20 people, 20, 25. And we've bumped up to like 80 people now 80 88 Good. and so like our numbers are like rising at a crazy pace that we mm-hmm. none of us expected and so it's like what's been really cool is, is we've gotten a surplus of creatives who have like kind of come into the flow of things so we've got photographers we've got musicians we've got people who want to be a part of what we're doing and so even even tomorrow I'm meeting up with one of our uh, volunteers and we're gonna be bleaching a bunch of clothes so we can start like kind of like thinking through okay how do we want this vibe to look and right kind of figure some stuff out with that so so yeah it's All under YA that we're doing a lot of this, a lot of this original stuff. Because I
1: saw you when you messaged me, I saw you put YA in quotations. I didn't know if it was yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: See, that's why I I put it in quotations. (laughs) Yeah. So that's just young adults. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, like we're like RLYA, real life young adults. Like it's, you can find us on Instagram. It's super chill. Um, Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, it's unique. So
1: when I first Mm -hmm. met you, you were working at Fitness CF, which is, the biggest gym in the area mm-hmm. uh, everybody there is grinding it out it's a great place every time um you worked at the front desk mm-hmm. and that's when i met you and then i remember one day i was going to you know church on sunday with the family mm-hmm. and i look up and there's Dang. tim with his beautiful voice there he is. <laughs> just going at it man uh, yeah, yeah, yeah crazy yeah. stuff how did you get connected to real life oh. Just how, what's that story?
0: Goodness, okay, so um, really crazy. So I I tell a story all the time, I I love it. So I was actually, I had worked at a church for a couple years and had found myself kind of falling off that wasn't really connected to that church anymore, went through a season where I was actually unchurched and didn't go to churches for a while um, and had found myself at a Starbucks like with no church, single, struggling, like mm-hmm. didn't know if I belonged at my job, kind of just felt kind of lost. And that was actually where I, I had gotten the idea, somebody had actually uh, kind of like, I called one of my old friends and he had brought up an idea that I had years in the past, which was the idea of Anthem. And so through Anthem, I started that and this worship collective built out of nowhere, started at my right. house, went from, you know, just like two people to literally within a couple of weeks up to like 100 people meeting at the outpouring for a while. And that I was, love that coffee oh, shop. Oh, it's good coffee Yeah, Brent. Shop. Brent, yeah, he's yeah, a real cool guy. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, love Brent, that place. Brent, yeah. So I met with him when they first started up over there, and so me and him got connected, and we, we went ahead and we, we built, I built this thing out of nowhere, and I got a team, and we just started to worship, and it was just focused on really free flow worship, and not having any sort of like boundaries placed over us, and not being connected to any organization or anything. It was right. just for people from different churches to come together to just worship, and... So through that, I ended up going back to my house with that and bringing that back and kind of scaling it down a little bit for a while and for a season. And through that, the worship director at the time at Real Life uh-huh. had actually come by to check out what we were doing. And because he's connected, he was connected a lot with some different ministries and stuff like Elevation and things like that, uh-huh. that he worked at, that he worked with. And that's one of my good friends, Josh. And so he went ahead and he saw me and he was like, bro dude, you got to come lead with us one Sunday. And it was funny because working at my old church, I used to tell myself all the time, I was like, I will never work at real life. I won't do it. I I made so many comments. I was like, I won't do it. And I've told Pastor Justin this. I've told everybody this. Yeah. They, they already all know. But I like, I was like, I will not work at real life no matter what. And it was funny. I went in there and God broke my heart. Like I got oh. so connected to this family. And I just saw this worship culture that he was building. And, Saw what was happening and I was like, I need to be a part of what God's doing here and kind of just stepped in. So I never had a plan to be a part of real life. I was invited to come lead worship and the week that I came, God just wrecked me. So I just, I just, I just loved it from the day one.
1: A lot of people look down on mega churches because they're like, oh, they lose the word and they get, you know, engulfed in being a big church. A lot of people don't realize is the reason they're so big and have such a large outreach is because they do things right and yeah. and it's it's a real thing, you know. So yeah. I can definitely see, like, a lot of people are like, "Oh, you go to real life like a mega church? It's like, have you been? <laughs> have see, you tried it?"
0: That's the thing, man. It's like, and as somebody who like, I mean, I like some of the people who are closest to me is like Pastor Justin. Wow. He's a great guy. He's a great yeah. guy, and I will tell you right now, there's nobody more real than the head pastor at Real Life. Right. He's he's one of the realest people you will ever meet. He's authentic. He's loving. He's caring, and he's and he's funny, and he's genuine. And that's the mode that all of us step into whenever we whenever we're there. It's like it's like we have to be authentic. Like right. it's literally a church for real people. Yeah. And so it's like it's like you could you could go ahead and you could act like it's a performance. We could put in all the work, but like even a lot of the moments that we have on a Sunday morning are spontaneous. A lot of the moments that we have on a Sunday morning are spirit led and and they're real authentic moments of worship. They're yeah. not all planned out and so it's that's the cool part about yeah. it man.
1: That's why I appreciate the thing you're doing with even you said what 15 weeks ago is you started doing the young adult. Yeah. Um, that's awesome man because it keeps it real um, you know everybody's accepted you don't have to be some sort of perfect yeah. like guy and in fact uh, what Louis Cortese was telling me is um, he works with you know or he has the robe Rove, and yeah, dude, so he good. he wants people who are broken to to come he wants to reach out to those people a lot of people i feel like especially you know there's you can't generalize a group of people but a lot of churchgoers who seem to be older i like I'm, I'm not trying to generalize not but for sure. you know if somebody's a a bad person mm-hmm. per se or, or sinful they turn the cold shoulder and they say you need jesus or they and they don't they don't try they don't attempt to help but people like you in the community, you know, you connect all these people, especially these young people. Do
0: you know, it's, it's I appreciate it. It's it's crazy. So like our motto at YA is um, real life young adults. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. But uh, I, our motto catch on. they yeah, catch on. Our, our motto at YA is everyone belongs. So that's literally that's literally. Oh, our cool! Motto. Yeah. And so like our whole heart is like non-believer, whatever your situation is, wherever you're from, whatever nationality you are, mm-hmm. wh- whatever your mindset is. You're welcome. Like, we yeah. want you to come in here. We want you to be a part of what we're doing. We want you to encounter God uh, because we believe that people are going to be able to come in here and encounter God, and through that, they'll find life change. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the heart, man. You know, it's just that.
1: Surplus of diversity always creates this amazing culture. Oh, like for sure. even with this podcast, like, I, it's uh, come on, you know, anyone, everyone. If you have a cool niche, you're an awesome person. Like, I want you to be your complete you self do. and come on. So... That's what I promote with this podcast is just, you know, diversify the portfolio. I don't want to have a... Oh, one one-way ticket and a one-way resume for people to come on here. Exactly, dude. Yeah.
0: And, I, and I love that so much because I was so surprised when you invited me because I was like, oh, well, this makes no sense. Why is he inviting me? Like, I'm a ministry guy and this isn't this isn't a ministry uh, <laughs> yeah. podcast. I and want so, everyone, man. And I love it, dude. No, I, lo- I love the diversity in, in it and I love I like it. just connecting to different people and wanting them to all come in and showing that there's value in everything and there's value in every art form. And yeah. It's so cool.
1: So where are you from? Where are you from?
0: Okay, so I'm from D.C., Maryland area. So I grew up in a place called PG County, which is like 10 minutes right outside of D.C., and so I actually, I grew up, I was homeschooled, and I actually dropped out of high school when I was 17. <laughs> and uh, and I actually, when I was 18, had moved to Kentucky for a season. That's where I accepted Christ and kind of figured out my life, lived with my brother for a little bit. And then from there, I actually got a gig being a drummer for a band in Florida. And so I actually picked up all my stuff and moved here, slept on couches for like six months. Like it was... It was a crazy living situation. the life. Oh, oh, living the life. It yeah. was the best life. Just going to different gigs. We played at a couple of church camps and and did some things. And it was cool. it was crazy, man. It was it was crazy. So that was that was my whole journey for a while. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're extremely. Musically talented, and what brought you to Florida is drumming with this band. Yeah. Uh, how so? How did that turn out? Are you still connected with these with this band?
0: I mean, there's still there's still some of my close friends. I still yeah. I still love them all. You know, it's like we still like stay connected and we still communicate. And of course, uh, you know, but we all kind of like went our own separate ways. Like some of us moved. Uh, some right. of my buddies they moved up to like Winston Salem to start a church, and somebody else moved to Melbourne to work on a church over there, and then I moved from Orlando because we were all around UCF area. Right. And so then I moved from Orlando to Claremont, of course, and got connected here. And so it's like for all of us, like we still stay in contact, we still love each other. We still you know, we're still there for the birthdays and things like that, but Mm -hmm. we're all kind of separate doing our own thing in the season. Yeah.
1: No, I appreciate friends like that, especially at this age, you know, we're all kinda doing our own thing and it's nice to know that like you can message somebody after not talking to them for six months and just pick it right up where you left off, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Some people I know some people with friendships like they have to be connected and if mm-hmm. you guys don't talk for 6 months it's like it's, it's like, it's, oh, where you been? It's, it's like, like, come
0: on, man. And, I love you no matter what. Yeah. Like, can we not just pick it up where we left it off and yeah. just call the day? Listen, I'm like, if I hit you up and I'm like, yo, let's go thrifting, then we're good. Then, yeah. we're, then we're good. Like, it's like, or or if I if I either ask you to go thrifting or we grab steak. Those are the those are the two things that if Tim Sullivan asks you, you're in a good spot in a relationship with me. Steak or thrifting. Steak or thrifting. I love thrifting. it. Those are my things. Those Do you are my ever things. go
1: out and try to thrift steaks? Find some steaks <sighs> in sometimes. a thrift store. Yeah. You sometimes.
0: Know? You know. And having had the best of luck with it but okay. but definitely uh, definitely tried it a couple times <laughs>
1: 16 ounce so. ribeye well marbled yeah you know, well marbled
0: it's just over there in the shoe section it's yeah. great love it means bar- so in it the shoe section. yeah it's good it's good what a good word yeah
1: <laughs> oh, uh with nice. the uh so to go back to you moving here originally mm-hmm. and you did that band you're still connected with yep. them <sighs> you were out in kentucky how why did you leave dc maryland area how what brought you here?
0: So how deep do you want to get? How oh, man. how how I, real do we wanna get here? Do we wanna get, get surface level or do you wanna go a little bit deeper?
1: I would love to go deeper if you're comfortable. Dude, let's go for it. So yeah.
0: so I actually so I grew up and I, I didn't have the best relationship with my family okay. uh, growing up. Me and my dad didn't have a very solid relationship mm-hmm. and I went through a season when I was in my teens where I mean, mainly what I did is I I partied a lot, made a lot of mistakes, and, you know, it's like I'd found my validation through relationships and all this bad Mm. stuff. I was really lost um, as a teenager. And so I'd actually, when I dropped out of high school, it was kind of the final straw for my parents. And they were like, you know, we don't know what to do. And then my brother, uh, who lived in Kentucky, was like, hey, why don't you come live with me? and I'm gonna help you get your GED. Never got my GED. (laughs) But but (laughs) I did did become a better person. I did become a better person. So I went ahead and I and I uh, and I left. So I went and moved up to Kentucky, Lexington, Kentucky. Um, I loved it there. Go UK. There you go. uh, (laughs) And so I I lived up there, got to got to meet some incredible people, got to have some incredible friends. And through that, I'd actually, you know, like I said, I found I found Christ. And it was Mm -hmm. kind of like this life changing moment for me. And I was like, I want to do everything in my life to literally give God glory no matter what. I want to serve him. I want to do whatever I can to honor God. And so even after that, uh, I had gotten to this point that I went back home for a couple months and me and my dad still had a kind of a rough relationship for a little while. Yep. And then through that, I went ahead and I was like, you know, I think it's just time for me to just grow and just leave. And so I left and then I moved to Florida. And I ended up actually coming back probably about a year later. I uh-huh. ended my relationship with my dad Good. helped out a lot of stuff with my family. Me and my family found common ground and, and built relationship and you know, now I'm really close to my siblings and my parents and it's it's just been a massive healing story of God moving. So yep. yeah, dude.
1: how did you uh, when you got connected with the band, um, how how did you meet these guys? So, so
0: yes, <laughs> they they actually they found a video of me on Facebook and they actually reached out to somebody who used to be an old mentor of mine back from Maryland. Okay. And he reached out to me and was like, hey, this band needs a drummer. Are you willing to do it? And so I'm 18, and I literally get contacted by these random strangers. And I was like, oh, you know, yeah, sure. Let's go to Florida and meet these <laughs> random strangers and, and tour with them and play music. So I was like, let's go for it. So... Yeah, it was definitely, it was an interesting choice and it could have gone really poorly. It could have gone really bad, but it went, it went okay. Yeah, so, you,
1: you got the most out of it. You're yeah. looking great. Yeah, dude, yeah. I'm, dude,
0: I'm living life, bro. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Dude. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm You're blessed. a
1: very smart individual. So, you know, I'm when you, have you ended up getting your GED? No,
0: no. Not, not like
1: it doesn't matter, no, you know? I, I mean, yeah,
0: no, for me, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like, I don't know, knowledge and being smart and things—it's weird for me because it's like it's like I know things. I am—I feel like I'm, I'm relatively well-spoken, but it's like it's weird for me because like I just—I don't see the value in like a lot of education. I'm right. weird. Now listen—if people no, want I to, get it. that's great for them. If people want to yeah. want to go to college, if they want to do things like that—that—that that, that require that—I'm—I'm I'm really honored and blessed to be able to be in a position as an artist that doesn't typically require. Education to actually succeed, which is a huge, huge right. plus for me. Because if it did, I would, I would have massively failed. <laughs> <laughs> that would have definitely happened. Yeah,
1: my dad claims he uh, has his um, bachelor's from the School of Hard Knocks. Yep, same. Yeah, yep, yep. Same place. I
0: got mine. It's good. It's yeah. good.
1: A lot of people who are super book smart just sometimes, when it comes to like. A real life, or social cues, yeah. or something like that—they lack that a little bit because they haven't mm-hmm. had as much practice enough or as much hard knocks.
0: Yeah. See, I spent too much time hanging out with people, not enough time doing school when I was yeah. in high school. So even though I was homeschooled, I like didn't spend any time on school. I was just—I was a mess. Nobody should take from the book that I wrote and how to operate life because I am—I am not. Everything I've done has just been last-minute decisions, saying yes, taking steps to unknown places. And it's just led me to here. A lot of people,
1: those three things you just listed right there, a a lot of people strive to be more like that. Oh, goodness. Just say yes. Just go places. Um, Just don't think
0: about it. It's scary. It's scary. I mean, I I recommend for people who are, like, young, that's a way to go about it. But when you get to a point that, like, like, even now in my life, like, you know, it's like, I'm 25. Like, I'm an adult man now. And so it's mm-hmm. like, it's weird for me because now I have to, like, think about scenarios. I have to think about my future. I have to think about how it's going to affect, you know, when I have a family one day. Yeah. And so it's like... You got to think you know, about retirement. You got to think about all that What golf course days. you want to be near? Dude, I want to get into golfing.
1: Me too! Dude, dude let's it, do it sometime, golfing, bro. Let's do it. We'll go golfing. Dude, let's go. I want to get good. No, for sure. For like, sure. I want to be able to, like, know yeah. what, like...
0: I just want to do it all. I'm not going to lie, bro. I'm going to be honest with you. I went to City Walk for my birthday and I did Uh, the golfing there. came in second place. There you go. (laughs) I'm I'm not trying to say that I'm Tiger Woods. Are you
1: talking about the mini golf
0: course? Yes. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. And I'm not trying to say that I'm Tiger Woods, but I'm just going to say that I'm pretty dang good at mini golf. He's close. I'm getting close. Yeah. I'm getting close.
1: Tiger Wood came in third place in that mini golf tournament. See, so. see there you
0: go. Exactly. See, he'll he'll get there one day. Don't yeah. Worry. He'll, so you he'll,
1: just turned 25 or yeah just
0: turned 25 May 14th. Well,
1: how was yeah. your birthday? A lot of beautiful people there. Or?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was yeah. good. A lot of my a lot of my closest friends from uh, from real life all came around me and just celebrated me and walked around. It was a fun time. Did a lot of stuff. Ate a lot yeah. of good food. And so it was a fun time. Because
1: I've only made one big move when I was 10 years old. I went from living in Iowa and I moved down here to Florida. Okay. And even as a 10 year old, you know, I lost all my friends and then, yep. you know, I'm in fifth grade and that's kind of the part where people are like judgmental and yep. bullies, awkward. you know, yep. awkward. Yep. Like, oh, we're hitting puberty too. It's like, you know, who's dating who type yep. stuff. Yeah. So that was hard for me and I could only imagine being 17, 18, leaving a lot of friends, a lot of things behind yep. and then kind of recreating this whole new This whole new place when you move, are you surrounded by a a, a great circle right now? And you know what was that like?
0: I would say okay, so it was it was weird at first because it's like you you leave home, you're 18 years old and you move to this new city, this place you've never lived in before, Orlando. And yeah, busy I, city too. Busy Super city, famous a lot city. of people going around doing things constantly. I still remember one of the craziest moments for me was the first time that I went to a barbershop. And I'm used to like a salon in like a DC type vibes. And I went to a barbershop and all these guys were speaking Spanish. And I was like, I oh, don't yeah. know what to do. <laughs> and they just kept on yelling at me, fade, fade. And I'm like, uh, yes. And, and they just gave me a fade. And I was like, cool, sweet, okay this is good. I have no idea what to do. And so it's like, for me, it was, it was kind of weird just stepping into the, it was a big culture shock for sure. Right. Um, But for me, it was like, I was blessed that like, you know, there was this preset group of people that was the band that I was joining. And even knowing that I didn't really like have any preset relationship with them, you know, living on somebody's couch for a couple months, like you have to like build relationship. You're kind of forced into it. And so they ended up becoming some of my best friends. And even as I've stepped out of that season, and I moved down here, I've been blessed. You know, I met I met one of my best friends, Nathan, and he's from Kentucky and he actually moved down here to help plant a church that I was a part of before I found Real Life and mm-hmm. me and him became best friends and we became like brothers for a long period of time. Shared a room at one period of our of our lives and you know, then I went ahead and moved on to the next group and found people at Real Life and got connected. You know, I've got mm-hmm. I've got so many incredible people. I mean our awesome staff that we have over there. I mean, from, from pastor Justin to, you know, people like Clint Hudson, our creative pastor. Um, so many incredible people. Val, I've, I've got so many great friends there that I'm so blessed to have. And so it's, it's really, it's a really cool honor to be able to have people because when you start working at a church, and you have to be in such close proximity with people and make creative decisions and lead worship with people, you can't help but build a strong, healthy relationship with people. Right. Um, And so I'm, I'd say like right now, like I've got the largest group of people I've ever had in my life who Mm. love and care about me, which is weird for me. I'm used to having like (laughs) one to two people that like I trust, but now I have like a massive circle of people who like invest in me and believe in me and, and and love me. And good man. It's it's, it's weird, but you. it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. To
1: go back to the culture shock. I mean, I love Florida so much because it's it is like we said, super yeah. diverse. I love it here. You know, you have one of everything yeah. in Florida. Oh, for sure. It's great. And it's super sunny and super hot oh, right now. Oh, for sure. Super hot.
0: I remember the first time I saw the palm trees, and then when I saw the lizards running around, I was like, "Dude, what is this place? This feels like Jurassic Park. This is the coolest thing <laughs> and ever." The seen. little lizards. Yeah, I, dude, I loved it. I loved it so much. Have
1: you like, ever seen the ear thing where the guys will pick up the lizards? I'm gonna do and it. Bite on the ear. I'm
0: gonna do it. I just want. I just want to get a metal version of one of those and just start. Because that's the next step. Is I'm gonna get my ears pierced. That's the next thing. That's the next thing. That's the next thing. It's and, not a phase, right? And then, oh, it's not a phase. I'm trying to get my <laughs> I'm trying to get my knuckles tatted. I'm trying to get. Okay. I'm trying to go all out. I, I be, like
1: the little uh, letter that yeah. spells out something. Is that kind of what you're doing? Yeah, I'm, or? G- I'm gonna
0: do it as well.
1: It is well. It is well, and it works. I love it. It
0: is well, dude. It's gonna be great. Are you gonna throw an
1: at? Maybe it is swell. It is Would swell. Would you ever do? Would Super you ever do that? Good. Maybe yeah, for sure.
0: It's swell. <laughs> yeah,
1: dude. Oh man, I love it. So, um, you messaged me. Mm-hmm. You said you're working on some personal music, mm-hmm. and yeah. you're hoping you could release something. Sooner, maybe uh, next year. Mm-hmm. How's that going? What's the creative process?
0: So that's been so interesting for me. So I've.
1: Cause real I... quick, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. Tim, you have a voice, man.
0: Dude, get out of here.
1: You're man. amazing. Dude,
0: get out of You're here. You're amazing. Dude, God bless. No,
1: you. like Tim. <laughs> like I feel, I'm emotional <laughs> about no. it because I truly mean dude, it. Dude, dude, I
0: appreciate. Yeah, that, dude, of course. Dude, it's so it's one of those things. It's it's crazy, man. So like when I first stepped into music, like I. I tried out for worship teams in the past when I was a teenager, and I was always told that I couldn't do it, and I couldn't sing. And I remember it was one of those things when I first, like, my voice first actually came to me, and it was it was a crazy moment for me. Um, and I was invited to go lead worship at a Haitian church camp in Gotha, which I never thought in a thousand years I'd be leading worship in You're general. Right. Yeah, even more so at a Haitian church camp. It was the craziest moment of my life. And so I went over there and, and you know, it was like, kind of like you had to learn how to do it. So I had to figure out how to be a worship leader uh-huh. um, really quickly and could not make a lot of mistakes. And um, it was a crazy experience for me because I didn't know how to play guitar, didn't know, didn't know how to sing, didn't know how to do vocal runs or exhortations or...
1: And what age was this? This, was, this
0: was, I was probably about 19 at this point. Okay. So the first time that I actually started like lead worship, either 19 or 20. Okay. And got connected to to them and it was it was it was a super cool moment. That was before I moved right before I moved to Claremont. And, you know, starting to lead worship and stuff. It was it was crazy for me because like I said, I never sang. I never wrote songs. Uh, in the past when I was a kid I used to mess around on guitar, I used to try to sing, but you know, people didn't really believe in that of me. You know, I was pretty, pretty set on being a drummer. That was what I wanted gotcha. to do. And so then, you know, people at one point were like, hey, I think you could do this. I want to equip you. I want to give you the opportunity. And so it's like, for me, it's been this long journey of growing and learning and letting everybody speak into me. I mean, Mm -hmm. if for any musicians or any artists out there, it's like letting people who are better than you speak into you at any point. Like, I mean, even now, even now to this point, when I feel like I'm a solid vocalist, I still look to the people beside me who've Mm -hmm. been singing way longer than me. And I say, what can I do better? How can I improve? Good. How can I sing better? How can I write better? How can I play better? Even people who are younger than me, I ask them. Because it's like, for us, if you're, if you're the best person in the room, you're in the wrong room. And so it's like, for me, it's like right. I'm trying to grow. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to advance. And so for me, writing has been something very interesting because... It's hard for me because I don't think typically congregationally when I write songs, it's very personal. It's very now that most of them are still worship songs. They're still it. they're still Christian songs, um, but a lot of them for me which are, flows
1: through you that that exactly. a lot of that is you. So it's who I am exactly.
0: Yeah. I've tried to write secular songs it doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't work for me doesn't sit with you once I had a a girlfriend who got mad at me because I just wouldn't write her a love song and I wrote her a song (laughs) one time and then I ended up rewriting the song and making it about Jesus and she got so mad at me and I was like I don't know what to tell you like I listen it's just what I do I just Uh, write songs for Jesus and so it's like it was crazy for me and so it's like so that's been a big process for me is learning what Writing looks like and so I do a lot of my own original music that that I've got So I'm looking at hopefully do within the next year probably a three song EP Probably gonna be something a little bit more acoustic awesome, man. So that's kind of the goal
1: I'm really looking forward to it. It'll, I'm gonna add it to the playlist right away.
0: Dude, let's go for yeah. it bro.
1: are you so you're in the process of already making it or writing it right now? So I'm getting the juices going
0: I've written two out of the three songs that I want to do and so okay. so those previews are the that's salt and aloes those are my like two very names. Very acoustic songs. Yeah, yeah. Very, very aesthetic as well. Yeah, very aesthetic. Very <laughs> aesthetic pleasing. Oh man. So, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. good. It's good. And then I'm also doing some work with real life right now, and that's been really cool. Mm-hmm. Being able to help them write some stuff and being able to be in a room of people who are all creatives and create some awesome, unique stuff has been Unreal.
1: Do you know an artist named uh, John Bellion?
0: Of course I know John Bellion. Yeah,
1: he's amazing. Dude, I love
0: John Bellion. Yeah,
1: (laughs) to go back to what you were saying, he's one of my favorite artists of all. I made a documentary. It's privated, but maybe I'll show you. I'll send it to you. you I'll send you the link. Let me see it, yeah. But um, he, in this little doc I made about John Bellion, he was saying in in a little sit-down interview, he was like, I surround myself with people who are better than me. Yeah. He's like, there's not a single person in here that I'm more talented than, better than, maybe at these own s- small incremental things. He's like, I like to surround people who are way better than me at these specific things, especially musically. Mm. And I just find a lot of respect out of that. Something about, or something about me when I was younger, I was super closed off to criticism, mm. because mm. I'm I'm kind of like my own biggest critic. Yeah. So yeah, like, when course, somebody course. says something, I'm like, of course I've already thought about that. Like, yeah. why are you telling me Get this? Like, yeah, yeah, I've already thought about that. I'm trying to fix it. I'm like, what? I need to close that mindset. I need to be able to accept criticism, even though I've already criticized myself, you know, of internally. Course, of course. But uh, especially recently, I've been very open to criticism. Dude, you have to. Yeah. be. Yeah.
0: You have to be if you want to grow. I mean, it's even so. For example, you work out at the gym all the time. Love it. I, I lift. I power lift. I don't I go to love I don't that. go to fitness CF anymore. I go to Life Center. I know what's
1: up with that. You switched listen, up. Listen, you switched up. Listen,
0: listen. During quarantine, I put on a lot more weight. Same. I couldn't same. go back to the to the place that i worked before bigger than i was when i left and so it's like i gotta go i gotta go somewhere else so i went to life center and plus it's super cheap and so i, I went 10 over bucks, there right? so it's like exactly it, it's 13, 13 13
1: now yeah 13 dang they're running a hard bargain i though. know right right
0: <laughs> but uh, no it's one of those things though man it's so it's like for for like me it's like you understand like when you lift like mm-hmm. you're always looking for pointers from people who are better at lifting than you are so it's like it's like if i'm struggling with my bench and i need somebody to go ahead i'm pushing numbers 250 right now baby trying to get to 300 but it's like if if you're pushing numbers damn
1: that's strong dude you said bench dude yeah bench. i I like clocked out i was like okay squat and i'm like bench
0: dude squat i mean squat 250 that's still good yeah that's still good but
1: 250 for bench that's impressive good job i'm trying
0: bro listen dude i'm trying so it's like it's like you know you look at people around you though who are benching more and it's like what are you doing? So dudes are telling me they're yeah. like, hey, watch out for your triceps, work on your triceps, because you're you're not you're not engaging those as well as you could mm-hmm. be. So it's like as I'm like working out, I'm trying to do better, trying to lose more weight, trying to build more muscle, I'm always looking for pointers for people who are better at it than yes. I am because I cannot grow by myself. I need direction, whether if that's from my mentors, whether if that's from my leaders at church whether if that's from uh, the people who I even just lead worship with. The second or the random you, guy
1: on the bench press. Or the
0: random guy on the bench press. The second that you turn yourself <laughs> off to criticism is the second you're going to stop growing. It's the second it's going to happen.
1: I hope that resonates with people. Dude, I that's hope so. Huge. <laughs> that's huge. Yeah, I, I, I love criticism right now. Yeah, dude. Yeah, criticize me. Go. Dude. Do something. Uh, criticize me. <laughs>
0: I would. I don't like this, man. This is perfect. This is creepy. It looks like it's coming out of a portal at me. It Makes me. And I don't like. Why are we using the camera? You know. There. There you go. The Polaroid. Thank you so much. There you go. Those are two just turns and. Just gonna not start this, dissing not everything. Not. No, those are great. This needs this, to go. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. This, I, I want a different image. <laughs> no,
1: okay. No. Okay, I'll switch it up next time. No, 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 next no. Next no. podcast, chill, I'm switching up. Tip. too late. Just,
0: just chill it. Just, just, just like change it once every podcast. It's good, dude. True. You know? True. Just make it more chill each time. Where is
1: so this? Right? What do you think that is?
0: Fiji. I don't know. Yeah, I've it's got, hard to say. i got no idea. That looks like too much of a developed Snow bridge. Trees. Yeah. For Fiji, right? That looks like it's from like just straight up like... What water the is plato. that?
1: This yes. is a Claremont Fort... This is a Lake Minnehaha right oh, here. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Tower, you can see in the, Oh, yeah, right there in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uncle
0: Kenny's is right over in the corner. Uncle it's Kenny's good. <laughs> it. It's good. Oh, my goodness.
1: Oh, I love it. Oh, dude. Do you love Claremont? Yeah. Are you going to stay here? Or what's here. the here I'm here.
0: I'm here. For, I'm here for a while. I'm here for, for until God takes me out of it. Right. But I... I enjoy Claremont. I think that it's. I love this place. I, I think it's a nice city, and I think it's developing and growing at a good pace. Yes. Um. Many, and,
1: many Orlando. A lot of people say it's many. It's becoming many Orlando.
0: I I want it to grow into that. Like I want to start right. to see some like skyscrapers in like Claremont. Yes. In, like, Claremont. I want to see Claremont develop even more.
1: I feel like uh, these metropolitan areas, they're gonna do it. They're gonna be metropolitan a big city but they're gonna do it different they're gonna do it right yeah exactly. i think with the you know the lack of trees and huge skyscrapers and bad roads that orlando and these big cities already have like uh austin texas and whatnot i think now we're gonna start doing it different
0: i want to see i want to see trees i want to see vegetation i want to see palm trees i want to see us holding on to what makes a city a city Mm -hmm. and developing more of the style of it because it's like what i'd love to see with claremont is claremont to be like a headquarters for young people like yeah. I'd love to see more young people to can con- continue to come here and grow and want to be able to see this city grow. Yeah. As you know, they build families and things, you know? yeah.
1: You're so, friends with uh, I've had Louis Cortesi on twice. Yeah. We were talking right yeah. before we started the podcast. Uh, how did you end up meeting Louis?
0: So Louie and I met at Foxtail for a brief second because i I knew a friend of his and I'd introduced myself. We ended up ha- having a really good mutual friend, uh, Matt Manzari. I don't know if he's mentioned him before. I've seen him yeah. Yeah, so me cool. me and him we've had uh, I've had some connections with Matt. Matt helped find me a car a while back when the when the church wanted to help me with that and. Mm-hmm. And so me and Louie got connected and we started to talk about worship and like what God's doing in our city. And, and of course, you know, he's operating Rove, which is, I love what he's doing over there with his group over there. And so I've gone over there a couple times and supported him and supported his vision. But yeah, we got connected through, uh, through Foxtail and, uh, Mm -hmm. just became buddies. And, you know, we've talked about a couple things and, you know, we went ahead, went over to his house, had some coffee, you know, he makes good coffee. Oh yeah, that espresso machine. He makes some good (laughs) coffee, bro. So yeah, no, so me and and Louie, we've definitely, we've talked a little bit and got connected through some stuff and it's 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 been it's been good dude he's a solid bro he's a solid he really
1: is i met him when i was uh a lot younger and i just love having you know seeing people grow and having people see me grow it just strengthens that 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 bond but uh yeah you and louis cortesi i see you guys are very similar in the way you operate Mm -hmm. meaning you get you guys are just cool guys
0: dude we're just vibing yeah we're just vibing that's the thing you just you're just vibing you know it's like it's like i feel like what kind of happens is like you know there's this really negative, like, vision that mm-hmm. is casted about the church and people who work in church. And I feel like sometimes it's like, as me and Louis, as we're growing up, and we're, like, seeing that there's this negative image of, like, church leaders like we're like having to be like right let's break the mold of what it looks like let's be more authentic let's be more honest and let's help to try to actually like get some groundwork for that like people understand that like people who are in ministry aren't always like fake they're not always making these massive mistakes they're not always in scandals they're fake smiles yeah exactly that they're actually real authentic people and that's that's been that's been definitely i feel like that's something that me and louis both care about definitely yeah
1: I see you. I see you networking a lot and just outreaching. When I see you at the coffee shop, mm-hmm. you're always with, you know, people having great conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, this morning, uh, you were with uh, two girls, and all yep. three of you had your laptops yep. open. Uh, what were you
0: guys doing? So we were working on some ideas for some March stuff for YA. Cool. So we were working on some stickers trying to get different ideas of what we could do and stuff so we were talking about what we're going to do with the bleaching of clothes tomorrow and trying to just get some reference ideas as we're as we're branding we're figuring stuff out so it's like as we as we step into this next season this next like drop I guess you could say right. we're just trying to be really creative so it's like making sure that everything that we do is unique, different and authentic and organically itself and so so yeah so we were just meeting just you know it's like I'm always trying to meet with people I'm always trying to connect with people yes. whether if they're people who are in my ministry or people who want like my opinion on other things, you know. Yeah. That's like opinion
1: on their bench press. Dude, opinion on like their that bench one press, guy. bro. Listen, here's, here's <laughs> another thing.
0: By the way, Life Center has has a juice bar.
1: Oh right, yeah, on the first floor. floor yes. And their
0: beet juice, their heartbeat is the best thing you'll ever have. Okay, bro. I'll dude, give it. A, I'll give it a try. I have a weekly beet juice that I drink every week. Dude, good it's, man. It's my thing, bro. Yeah,
1: I saw your Instagram stories. You were cooking up some really healthy, oh, good meals. Bro, Do you like it. cooking? Do you enjoy cooking?
0: Bro, I was a sous chef. First season, like, no way! Yeah, yeah. No, I, was, I love I, it. I was a sous chef, dude. I love cooking. I, I adore cooking. It is, it is a love language for me. It's not something that I do typically. Like that's why I left out of like, out of like cooking because like for me it's like I just enjoy gen- generally like, genuinely in my heart, cooking is like a love language for me. Yes. So, like for example, some of the people who came over to celebrate my birthday. Um, I'm like trying to figure out a day where I can invite some people over and just cook them dinner, just to say thank you. Because like for me, my mom grew up in Naples, Italy. Um, she's not Italian. I'm not Italian. Oh, I was gonna no, say, no, no, no. I, was I was like, I'm, I'm Italian. Italian too. I got a little bit of Italian, but I'm mainly Czechoslovakian. It's weird. Okay. But uh, but so she grew up in Naples, Italy though, and so it's like for her, it was kind of like organically shown to her that it's like to show people that you love, you cook. Right. And so it's like for me, that's the same way that I mm-hmm. communicate. So it's like if somebody does me well, it's like I want to cook you a meal. Yes. I want to cook you a good meal. I want to cook you the best steak you ever gonna have. I only do Wagyu, I only do dry aged, I only do usda prime. Like I I good go in stuff. I go in when yes. it comes to meat and when it comes to cooking, when it comes to pastas, all of it. Like that's that's my wheelhouse. That's you have me love. at pasta. Dude, dude yeah. I Host... make some I make some mad pasta. Do you really? Dude, I make some good pasta. Awesome. I'm
1: have to have some uh beet juice, dude, the heartbeat the heart beet juice bro. and some of that pasta. Dude we'll soon. hang
0: out sometime bro yeah, dude, we I'll cook some pasta bro hey
1: thanks man. Yeah I've been I've been I want to get into the cooking space it's one of those things where I just don't have the momentum in it because, mm. you know, you have to cook that first meal and then you got to be like, OK, what can I learn? What can I do now? Yeah. Or, you know, but uh, I always want that quick fix. That's yeah. my issue. Dude, no, I open listen. the pantry. I'm like, I don't I don't want to spend 10 minutes cooking right now. Dude, 20 listen. minutes. I, I want to grab something and
0: Culver's Taco Bell McDonald's. Oh, the five dollar box. I have. To, oh, my God.
1: The $5 is, dollar you box. You can't
0: beat the $5 box. I have to get close to the mic so they understand. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> listen. That is that is my guilty pleasure in my life. It, yes. is, it is literally like... I, I struggle with that. So it's like I've gone through seasons recently where I've I've gone like two weeks without any fast food. And that's like the hardest thing for me. That's like my struggle. I'm, I'm on mm-hmm. the process of a weight loss journey. And so it's like what's so hard is like, you know, during quarantine, you weren't working out. You were ordering DoorDash like every single day. So I'm like literally yes. – I went through a season where I ordered DoorDash three times a day where I was just mm-hmm. eating crap all the time because I didn't want to leave or I wasn't supposed to leave. and. Dude, it's just it's it sucks. It's it's hard to get out of that mindset. But it's so yeah. much money wasted. It's so much money and energy and time it and is. creativity's thrown out the window and you just Feel awful at the end of it. Yeah, Dude, it's terrible.
1: My buddy uh, Ryan, he works at a hardware store uh, out in the Groveland area. Okay, good. And he has a lunch break, and the only place by his work is kind of like Taco Bell. Mm. So every day he gets that five dollar box. Don't get me wrong, I love Dude, it. It's delicious, But bro. six days a week,
0: you're gonna you're gonna put on some weight. Yeah, you and eat
1: it. you're also you know. It's just not healthy stuff. No, it's not good, dude. It's not going to make you feel good.
0: You're not going to feel happy, dude. It's going to mess with your mood. That's the thing that I've discovered is like food for me connects so much to my mood. It's like, yes. if I'm lazy and if I eat just fast food, I'm going to feel terrible and I'm depressed a little and to the angry. Oh, perfect. You're There's all good, there. man. Dude, oh, there you go. I'll come right you there. You just got a little bit quieter Dude. and more soulful, hey. so I hey. want to make Merry sure they Christmas, can pick you up. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hi, guys. <laughs> and I'm back. Um, but yeah, no, so it's like, it's like if you go ahead and if you step away, yeah. like you're not going to like, if you're eating that food, like you're not going to feel as motivated. You're not going to feel as happy. And this is coming from somebody who literally like, I'm discovering this right now in my life as I'm making these decisions to try to be better because I'm having to think about like, my future i'm having to think about my kids Mm -hmm. i'm having to think about legitimately like taking care of my body better or it's going to have serious repercussions like heart disease and and diabetes running my family and i have to be really cautious about that to make sure that moving forward that i'm i'm doing better for myself and i'm doing better for the people who love and care about me
1: yeah i used to uh i used to have a jewel i got i never smoked in my life but my senior year of high school you know i just wanted to that's when i started being cool and like you know Oh, Brant came to the function. Yeah. Like, what's Ooh. up with... Oh, Brant! Hold up one we've second. We've seen you in school, but we've never seen You're you You're so cool yeah. now. What's this? Yeah, drink this, yeah. smoke this, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, listen. I started hitting the jewel, and, you know, I had it for, like, two weeks, and I probably hit it, like, twice. I was forced into buying it or something, because yeah. all my buddies were buying a jewel. Mm. And then one night, I grabbed it, and I was kind of just bored in my bed. I was watching uh, some YouTube. I think I was watching Logan Paul. I was, good, like, you know, good. senior in high school. And it was back when nice he school. was like real weird and yeah, crazy, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, but, uh, I hit and I got a buzz. It was the first time I got like this little nicotine mm-hmm. buzz. First kind of time I was taken out of a sobriety, Yeah, being, being sober. I was like, what is this? Mm. I was like loopy. And I started doing that a lot. And I went on for about, you know, a year and a half to two years of just, you know, nicotine addiction mm. and A lot of people have been smoking cigarettes or smoking jewels or these disposable vapes for Mm. years now. And I remember thinking, because I did my EMT, my emergency medical technician, and I was learning about, you know, free radicals and like how, you know, lung cancer, this, that uh, over time. It took me like, I tried to quit for like, of those two years, I smoked nicotine every single day. Uh, About a year of it, I was Mm. attempting to quit. And I finally was able to quit. And yeah, my drive was, I was like, my kids, my wife, my yeah. parents. Like, I, I don't want to be 35 years old still smoking this thing. And then, oh, you can't run a mile anymore. Exactly. You can't do it. And you're exactly. trapped to this addiction. And it leaks in. It leaks into every aspect of life when mm-hmm. you have a negative addiction. For sure. It, it, there's, a, there's a cloud. Even when you're doing good you still feel like you're not doing good because you still have that cloud lingering. It's not gone. It's around the corner for now, but it's going to come right back to you, man.
0: Dude. I mean, that's, that's one of the struggles for me, man. You know, it's like, it's like, I have an addictive personality. Like, I mean, my, my grandfather was an alcoholic. Like, it's like, I've got to be really careful um, that I don't slip into that because it's like, it's like, for me, it's like my family, like coming from where I'm at, like, it's like, I grew up in a house where it's like it's like for the longest time alcohol wasn't a thing and then at a certain season some of my brothers brought it back into the family and it became a very regular thing yeah and even now it's like it's something that i have to like separate myself from and you know for me it's like you know i'm okay with like you know it's like you know it's like trying to like not allow it to be in my life pretty much at all and so it's like anything like that like whether if it's alcohol or if it's smoking or if it's fast food it's like you have to try your best to separate yourself from it, because at the end right. of the day, you can't become a slave to something that just exists in the world. You cannot become a slave to some sort of material or object that exists in this world. And it's that's that's where like I get I get I get frustrated. I get angry because I'm like I'm not gonna like let this tiny little jewel. I'm not gonna let this yeah. drink. I'm not gonna let this this thing dictate how I feel and what I do. Like that's to me that's we're weak if we do that like we we weren't made to be slaves to these things and so it's like when we do that like we're surrendering our free will to an object to a thing to Mm -hmm. dictate what we do when we do something that if we don't have it we act different and we treat people differently like how can we allow ourselves to get to that place and that's where it's like it's like once i see that type of stuff in me once i see that behavior when it comes to like fast food especially it's like it's like I go ahead and I eat fast food. What happens then? I get tired. I take a nap. I'm not present. I'm not there with people. I get depressed. Yes. I get angry. I hate how I look. I don't want to support people or love people because I feel bad about myself. Mm-hmm. And then I end up not loving people the way that they deserve to be loved because I'm too distracted on who I am. That's And huge. so when we do that, we get lost. We get lost in the midst of it. So it's so important, and for anybody who's struggling with any sort of addiction, whether if it's food-related, drinking, or, or smoking, that people understand that it's like they have to step away. If they see themselves being a less good version of themselves for a selfish addiction, you are not owning that thing. It's owning you.
1: Yeah. And that's people people don't realize that your personality changes when you have an addiction. Oh, for sure. A thousand percent. And I that's that's one of the things I've noticed when I when I was a smoking nicotine and I was addicted to those little jewels and the disposables. I was like, This affects me. I'm mm-hmm. upset with myself. I'm gonna for be sure. upset with my mom. Yeah. I'm gonna lash out of her for some weird reason. Mm-hmm. Like, oh what, this isn't dry yet? Or I yeah. forgot to put it in the laundry, like, screw you. It's like I'm not gonna talk to my mom like no. that. If I didn't have this addiction, I'd be in better mood, and in fact, the laundry probably would have been done because I wasn't sitting in my room just hitting my vape,
0: mm-hmm. living on its a high, stuff. just living, living in that mindset and stuff. You're just, you're just not being the best version of yourself, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's like you were made to be a prime version, and it's like you're sitting here and you're allowing something to dictate your mood, and, right. and you're not loving people, man. Yeah, and that's the hard part, bro. It's like once you start affecting people around you, you got to reevaluate.
1: Yes, it was a physical fight. I remember uh, when I finally was able to, you know push it to the side and be done with it. Um, I remember like physically saying like no or physically saying like, yeah. just like, there was actually, I mean, this is embarrassing to say, but I wanna be completely transparent, but I remember sitting in my car and I'd like yell.
0: People are like,
1: oh, it's nicotine, there's a lot worse drugs than that. It's an addiction, man. Any addiction can really, for sure, spend its toll on you. Whether it's, you know, hard drugs, like say, you know, heroin or things like that, those are really bad. Mm But just
0: any addiction can really weigh on you. And dude, it's one of those things, man, it's like... It can really like, weigh on you. And you have to you have to address it. You have to address it yes. verbally. You have to address it openly. You have to confess it to people. That's one of the biggest things is accountability. And people don't mm-hmm. understand that. It's mm-hmm. like with a struggle that you have, like for example, I've struggled with with even... This is, like I said, I'm, I'm, I am I'm have a very addictive personality, so I have to be very careful. I have a caffeine addiction, so I have to be really careful. Same. I, I went, no, but, <laughs> no, but it's bad. Like, I went to the doctor the other day, and dude, my heart rate was 180 over 110. And so I was like, I was like, I was like, this is bad if I don't step away and if I don't start to keep myself accountable. So all my close friends, I'm like, like what I was drinking today, I was drinking tea, non-caffeinated tea. That's what I was doing today. So it's like when people go ahead and they, they ask me. So you
1: did. So I should have bought you the coffee or shouldn't have? You shouldn't
0: have. But you notice how, how, how first though, my first reaction was to tell you what I wanted. And then it was like, okay, let me get there. Let me order my tea. I don't need a coffee. So you notice how like, it's like, it's like automatically my reaction is I want it. I desire it. And it's like I have to take an extra step to be like, I shouldn't have it. Yes. And so it's like, but I'm still in the process of that. That's only been like two weeks that I've been focusing on that discipline of trying to have less caffeine and and focus more on being a little bit more regulated. With can you do it
1: that. in moderation? Because for me, I I wouldn't say I'm addicted to caffeine, but I do have a cup of coffee usually every day
0: at some point. The the issue is the pre workout, man. That's the issue for me. I had to stop the pre workout. That's the I issue, dude. I'm sitting there. I'm taking Gauntlet and I'm taking Gauntlet oh. and then I'm having a cup of coffee. So the day that I went they were like hey your heart rate's really fast. I just got done working out. Just got done lifting for like an hour. I had Gauntlet in my blood. I had another pre-workout and I had a cup of coffee with an extra shot of espresso. Right. And I'm like, dude, listen. I I don't know what to tell you, but like this is not me in my prime.
1: <laughs> I did a bad thing, okay? I did a bad thing. I made a
0: mistake. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to take my blood pressure. I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, so it's like all my all my nurse friends and and stuff they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, you have to stop or you're going to die." And I'm like, eh. <laughs> we're all gonna go to heaven yeah. <laughs> so i'm like i'm cool i'm chill it's super chill yeah. he's waiting for me yeah. man come yeah, on dude, it's good it's i'm yeah. fine for that yeah let's go let's i've
1: go. i've learned moderation with uh with caffeine and a couple other things in my life like even alcohol i've never been i've never drank alcohol mm-hmm. crazy and i'm one of those guys that can only drink like once a month yeah and that's all i want but uh like i'll have like a glass of red wine now Mm-hmm. and that will be my moderation like oh let's get you know let's mm-hmm. get loose and i'll pour you know a tall glass of red wine and that's let's get loose. let's get why you, loosey-goosey why are, you,
0: why are you such a housewife of like lake <laughs> county over here let's get loosey-goosey i'm gonna pour uh, myself a little bit of yeah. red wine oh. <laughs> good some, good Brian good job love it some of my close
1: friends they want to do a night where we do uh beer and steak and me being loosey goosey, I messaged,
0: Let's get some red wine in the mix. How about that, guys? I
1: said red wine and cheese. Oh my That's God. how I answered. They were like, yo, what are you talking Dude, about? I love cheese though. Cheese. Is I great. love cheese. Yeah.
0: But here's the thing is is that's not that's not weird. You're just evolving. You're just evolving. Right, right. It's like it's the same thing as like people who are like no offense to anybody who does this, but it's like people who like, you know. Order a steak in an Applebee's. You know, it's like, you know, it's a season of life that they're in. They're, they're, they'll discover soon enough. They'll discover uh, the beauty of a good steak. But like, once you get to Tim's a steak, house, like, at Tim Sullivan's house, exactly. But once you get a good steak, you can't go back. Like, you cannot go back to like, a normal steak. And so it's like, once you have a good steak, like, I remember one day I tried to get a steak from a Waffle House. It was the biggest mistake of my life. What? I don't know why I did it. Dude, I got it cooked medium rare. And it was it Oof. was the worst thing I've ever done.
1: Did they get the temperature right? Did they cook it medium no, rare? No. Nothing
0: was right about it. Right. Nothing. It was clearly frozen beforehand. It was oh, really bad. No, no. It was skinny. And it was expensive. Yeah. It was like 18 bucks. And I was like, for just a, <laughs> a steak, eggs, and a, and a pancake? What is this? So, hmm. yeah, dude. I've never eaten at
1: Waffle House. I'm an, I'm an IHOP kind of guy.
0: Dude, you've never eaten at Waffle House? You Waffle
1: know what? House? It's weird. I'm just afraid of it. Dude, no, that I'm makes like, sense, like, what though. conversations are going to happen once I go in there? there I'm
0: scared. I have seen too much happen at a Waffle House. I saw a drug deal happen at a Waffle House once by a uh. woman named Peaches. In I kid you not, this happened in Maryland, literally last around last Christmas. I was with my family and went there at like 3 a.m. This woman comes in. Kid you not, she literally does a drug deal. The lady that she deals drugs to is sitting behind us and she shoots up behind us and we're like what is going on like i didn't even know how to handle it dude you have a reason to be afraid of waffle house thank you thank you
1: peaches if you're listening to this uh, you're
0: loved and you're supported and you're cared for (laughs) just god's crazy about you peaches just know that
1: oh goodness she's watching this in the maryland waffle house right now
0: it's so good wow such a good word
1: yeah so oh also with uh with caffeine i noticed that when i have one cup of coffee a day, the effect is stronger and I'm mm-hmm. happier yep. about it. Because with the moderation, I can, you know, have that feeling of that caffeine rush, but still feel good.
0: For sure, yeah. But
1: the reason I schedule these podcasts at 11 a.m. is because I train right after them in midday, because that's okay. just the time I train, it's like 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. So I drink the coffee during the podcast, I can have that little yeah. right? And then once I get to the gym or the basketball court where I'm training right now, I'm on that high, I'm on that height, you know? So Exactly. I try exactly. to plan my day out to where I can keep it in moderation. Mm-hmm. You got to go that extra step.
0: For the sure. You got to you gotta be extra careful about it. That's the right. thing. Is it's like, it's like for me, it's like I think what, I, what I'm probably going to do is I'm probably going to not allow it to be in my life for a season. I'm probably going to step away from coffee and caffeine mm-hmm. probably for a couple months and allow my heart rate to normalize as I start to lose more weight. And then probably what I'll do is I'll just introduce it and use it purely as a pre-workout. That's something that a lot of people have told yep. me to do and that yes. they, they recommend doing that. And so I just, I can't rely on it. That's the issue is I can't yeah. just turn to it and have it be my everyday thing. And it's it sucks for me because I come from a family that roasts their own coffee beans. I grew up drinking coffee. And so it's like for me, it's like coffee is a very familiar thing. And so to be able to step it out of my diet is a very hard thing to do but it's just one of those things you just have to do you just have to take ownership of in your life
1: yes yes i love coffee dude it's so good i didn't like it's coffee like... until about two years ago oh, so really? it's pretty new really? as soon as that as soon as the nicotine addiction came ah, addiction. yeah, see, yeah
0: see, your, your, your body was like oh wait hold up one second i can rely on this yeah, yeah. it's good good fantastic oh, fantastic goodness goodness,
1: goodness. I'm, I'm looking or this is a question i've been asking the past Guest, but I'm going to start asking every single guest. Because a lot of people answer this wrong. Okay, let's go for it. I'm ready. So who would win in a fight? This is territory. Okay, I'm ready. Grizzly bear Mm -hmm. or a silverback gorilla?
0: What's the environment?
1: Field. Field. Just a open field. field? Yes. Grizzly bear. Thank you. Thank you. Clearly. It's Can got ask claws. You why?
0: It's got claws. It's stronger. Right. It's bigger. It's got claws. Brute force, yeah, gorilla has it beat. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, I mean, like, I mean, you have you have you have like a rend damage. You have like a it's gonna hit you with those claws. It's gonna cause more of a permanent damage. As for a gorilla it's just gonna break bones on a on a grizzly bear. Yeah. I mean
1: Like uh I mean gorillas are, you know, similar to us. They're, I'm similar
0: to a gorilla. I've got a gorilla. <laughs> girl, so it's good. No, like they
1: have just normal hands and fingernails and stuff and like a bear has claws. Have people and, said gorilla? Yeah, a lot of people. I saw people posting this on their Instagram story, and it would be like 80% to 20% for the silverback gorilla. I'm like, a You're bear, a grizzly me. bear
0: would kill a silverback. Do bat. they not understand how big a grizzly bear is? Right.
1: I, say, I think they're the apex predator. The- I really think that. I think if you put a bear in anything on this earth, mammal-wise or whatever species, I think, I just think They'll defend their young and they'll win.
0: That's actually, that's, I never thought about that. Yeah. Because like I think about, but then I think about like an anaconda. And then I think about like yes. a lion. And I think about those type of things. And I'm like, those are like, I'm really curious. What is the apex predator of the world?
1: Right. Probably, I would say. In this
0: field battle that we've determined yeah. is just in the middle of a field.
1: Pro- maybe us because we've succeeded in keeping each other safe and keeping our children. The number one thing I think of is can we keep our family safe? Yeah. And as that's kind of how I think of an apex kind of like predator thing, Mm -hmm. you know, word it, however you want to word it, have any sort of connotation attached to it. But like, you know, if you can defend your family, like we're intellectual, we build homes. Yeah. We space ourselves away from things that are like anacondas. Yeah. Of course. Like they, are cheaters? They can just bite us. The thing like, is, is, like if
0: you're fighting any one of those things in their natural environment, you're gonna lose. Like right. if, if you're fight, if you're in the middle of a swamp or mm-hmm. a lake in the Amazon, you're gonna be taken down by the anaconda. You're not gonna have a great fighting chance. If at you're, all. In the, if you're in the middle of the woods in Alaska and a grizzly bear comes at you, you're, and you don't have a gun, you're gonna lose. Yeah. Like that's just. The, that's and you just,
1: better have a big gun too, because a pistol. Yeah keep going, Yeah, listen, he's still going to get to you.
0: It's, he's still going to get to you.
1: They can run like 30, 35 miles per hour. It's
0: terrifying.
1: That Imagine just a big bear 100, 200 yards away just sees you and he starts running. you
0: like, I can't outrun that. You know what? What's also funny is like so can some tortoises, like some big tor- turtles. They uh-huh. can also run at like 30 miles an hour. I think it was the Galapagos tortoise. I'm pretty sure. I may be wrong. Don't fact check me on this. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's the Galapagos giant tortoise. I'm pretty sure can charge at 30 miles an hour
1: that is amazing this
0: may be true this may not be true i don't I mean, know
1: slow or fast and steady wins the race exactly fast and no. steady
0: could you imagine that though a giant tortoise just running at you at 30 miles an hour that's That'd be terrifying
1: great. i'd probably just try to jump over it you know yeah Cause they're a little bit more
0: yeah but imagine you know. imagine like you fall down and then it like steps on your hand bro come on dude. steps on your hand yeah dude, i'm telling ah! you that, like, those things are like 600 pounds that's terrifying
1: oh yeah. dude you're amazing
0: Dude, I appreciate it, bro. this yeah. is fun. This is fun. I know. I'm
1: having that little caffeine rush right now. Dude, that's good. That's Do you good. get the shakes a little bit, or have you <sighs> has that subsided as you drink more caffeine?
0: Not as much. Not as much. Like I've I've been drinking water pretty consistently, but I also like I played computer games my whole life, and so like oh, that. So you're that, locked in. So that kind of that can cause some issues as well with like shaking hands and stuff. But I mean, I mean, not I don't get affected by caffeine. I don't think like my body just doesn't feel affected at this point yes. in my life. It's It was such a thing where I was drinking caffeine two to three times a day. I mean, I was also drinking, like, Monsters all the time, mm. stuff like mm-hmm. this. And so it's, like, it's like for me, Louis, actually, he got me a massive case of Monsters that he had oh, when I first met him. And so I literally just took him, and I was drinking, like, two a day. And so was like,
1: it that one flavor with the – was it the blue can, or did he yep. give you – it yep. was? Yeah, the blue he can. He loves that yeah, one.
0: Yeah, the, like, the one with, like, the different – like, the orange on it and all the, like, right. yeah.
1: And I think the guys wearing like, a – a hat, yep, like yep. a festive sort of hat. Yeah, I, like, like, I can like, I think
0: it's like a sombrero or something. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's something. It's like it, yeah, it's it's definitely it's like one of those weird flavors, like mango, tropical fruit or something. It's, yeah, yeah. Just no. throw a bunch of yeah. juicy words out there. Exactly, good like juicy words. Good. <laughs> oh goodness, bro. Yeah, I tried goodness. to sing when I was younger. Oh really?
1: Yeah, but then uh, I did show choir in middle school, um, which I enjoyed. But then I kind of like my voice changed a little bit, and it just was never the same. Like, you know those young kids that can really sing, like...
0: I used to sing, like, Adam Levine back in the day. That's oh, I who, love Adam Levine. Adam Levine and Justin Timberlake is this always This has Take taken its thought on me. It. She said goodbye too many times before. Oh, oh, oh. You
1: yes! There
0: you go. There you yes! right, hold up. Hold that was really high for me. Okay, I have to remember, my voice is naturally a little bit more... A little bit more rugged but you know it's good it's yeah good. it's the fine. rasp is nice the rasp you got you got to have rasp that's yeah. one of the big things
1: i had a talking point on here that says sing with a question mark and somehow i got you to do it and oh, I, i'm see, so there, happy there you go yeah i'm there like how go. am i gonna do this
0: Listen, dude i got you bro listen anytime man yeah. anytime bro no it's one of those things i mean if anybody ever wants to see me saying i mean i'm always singing at young adults on thursday nights doors right. open at seven o'clock can I plug that? Am I yeah. Able to plug. That? Cool. Well, whatever
1: you want to plug, you can Let's, plug it right yeah, now. Let's no. Do yeah. It. So
0: yeah, every Thursday night at seven o'clock, we uh-huh. have our young adults. It's super dope. It's super fun. Our pastor Mike Gonzalez brings an awesome word every single week. So it's super chill. It's at the Real Life Claremont campus. It's mm-hmm. a vibe. And so it's like I'm I'm the head of worship over there. So I'm I'm focusing on what's going to happen musically. So if yes. you ever want to see me lead worship or sing, I'm always going to be there. And then typically on a Sunday morning at the Claremont campus, uh, at Real Life. Yeah.
1: You're quite literally a rock star on the stage because you bring you have the energy. Not only are you talented, but what st- stomping around, dude, you got you got to own. Yeah. It.
0: That's the thing is, it's like it's like a lot of people understand that it's like we can't. Okay, real talk, because I know I know we're probably about to wrap it up probably soon here,
1: dude. We'll let it flow,
0: dude. <laughs> We'll let it flow, but, uh, it's, but it's, maybe <laughs> I, t- I tell people all the time. And I tell them it's like it's like when you're on a worship environment, you know, people yeah. want to stand really still, but there's a part of it where you have to you have to own. The room. You have to own yes. where you're at and you have to understand that there's a good message that you're singing about. There's a God who's incredible that you are worshiping and he deserves the victories. He deserves the praise. He deserves the jumping around. He deserves the energy. He deserves the yes. excitement. And it's like, if I'm going to do that... At any other show, you better know that I'm gonna do it when I'm when I'm worshiping the Lord on a Sunday morning. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. excited. I'm gonna shout. I'm gonna jump around. I'm gonna to run to the drums and get them hyped. And it's like it's not even for the sake of a performance, but it's it's for me more than anything. It's my open expression of how I worship, and it's a way to give people authority who are just there that they can worship freely, that they can worship God however that looks like for them.
1: That probably gives you a lot of uh, confidence when you're up there when you think of it that way. Oh yeah, Kinda for like sure. Of deserving and it like, gives you all the confidence. Exactly, in the world.
0: it's like nothing lands on me. I don't walk out there carrying the weight of anything. I walk out there with the honor and the privilege to be able to do the thing that I love most in this world for the God who I love most. Yeah.
1: When you did that first worship with the, you said a Haitian church, correct? Yeah. Were you already like that, or no, was that something learned? No,
0: no, no. that was something learned okay. over time. When I when I first, I was as still as as a stick, dude. I was just sitting there, just like, just like. Thank God, you're so good. No, I was like super, (laughs) super, dude, super chill. And it was one of those things that I started to get as I went through churches. And and it's like, I mean, I've had so many different pointers. I've had people be like, hey, you move too much. We don't like the energy. And then I've had people be like, hey, we love your authenticity. We love how you operate. And that was one of the things that was like different about when I came on to real life is that I brought this weird energy. And it's like, it was this weird thing that like not a lot of people have done because like, it's been kind of a renaissance recently in the last, like I'd say like 10 years of worship music for people to actually be comfortable to move around and celebrate in church. Because it was kind of like, those were kind of right. separated worlds where it was like gospel was very open about that. The physical uh, like expression of like worship and things. But then like the Christian church was usually like Chris Tomlin, it was super, super chill, super like, you know, we're like just like kind of bobbing our heads. Mm-hmm. And what's kind of happened is like, I've loved so much, like, especially with like bands like Maverick city, they've kind of, fused those two worlds together and now we have this beautiful celebration that for me looks like the kingdom of heaven like that looks like what worship is supposed to look like people celebrating people of all walks of life of all races coming together to glorify god yes that is the church Mm -hmm. and it, it requires celebration dude it requires authenticity and openness and and being sensitive to those moments man it's it's a beautiful thing
1: you know the movie i'm sure you've watched it uh school of rock
0: of course, dude. I love With Jack
1: Black. Black and everything. Goodness, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like everybody. I thought you were going to compare
0: me to Jack Black. No, person. yes. Yes. Oh, no, I was getting oh, to no, that. Everybody always compares me to Jack Black, bro. <laughs> is it a bad thing? I don't like Jack Black. Do you really not? I like him. Interesting. I like his personality. But, you know, it's like people like are either like, hey, you're Jack Black or you're, um, who's the other guy? They always compare me to somebody else as well. Oh, people say I'm like Olaf.
1: Like, that's Olaf a, that's It's a really movie.
0: common one. Like Olaf from Frozen. And so I don't I don't get that one. I don't understand it. Yeah. I'm like, but yeah, everybody always says I'm Jack Black.
1: Well, you're Timothy Sullivan. See. You have your whole separate thing going. You son of a gun. But just that that energy. Yeah. And you just it reminds me of Jack Black. Dude,
0: dude, I appreciate it, dude. No, it's it's good. Jack Black's awesome. Jack Black is he's he's dope. He's great. He was doing a
1: YouTube, like he kind of like stopped doing such Hollywood stuff. This is weird because I scrolled upon this one night randomly, and I'm like, is this Jack Black? doing like youtube and he just does these like super low budget like iphone type you're stuff. you're kidding me i'm not i couldn't believe it when i saw it i could not believe it when i saw it i was like jack
0: black what's going on are you wait are you gonna pull it on the screen oh yeah oh dude this is oh, yeah. fancy dude i'm so excited
1: oh he has a gaming channel now it's called jablinski jablinski games you which is like this, his little nickname this is
0: quality podcasting right here thank and you this is Brent right
1: you. here this is this man's owning the game i appreciate it but uh, yeah, let's play his little intro thing. We'll play a couple seconds of this. Oh. Me, Jack Black. This is my new YouTube channel, Jablinski.
0: It's gonna be bigger than Ninja. It's gonna be bigger than PewDiePie. So what's Jablinski? It's PewDiePie. It just, <laughs> good, good word, Jack Black. Good, I love it. Wow. He went from some of the biggest films and now he's just doing his own thing. Now he's just doing his own thing. Grown man just having fun. But listen, I mean, isn't that really the goal? That like, is isn't the goal. that the ultimate goal? Is like to do the grind, to do the hustle, and then eventually one day just be able to like settle down and just be able to enjoy life and do what right.
1: you want to do. That's that little clip right there that we just played. That's authenticity at its finest. Oh, for sure. Like, that is definitely him. There oh, was for no sure. S- yeah, it wasn't scripted. It wasn't you know acting. Dude. So that's probably why I get a vibe from you. is because of the authenticity, bro. You gotta be
0: real. Yeah. You gotta be real. That's the thing. Is like people don't understand, and it's weird. I'm a I'm a four on the enneagram. So it's like for me. Do you do you know the enneagram? No. You don't know the enneagram? This bro. Sounds, this is a whole new word for
1: me. What is bro, this? what you on? don't know
0: the enneagram? Dude, what it's is it? It's like this. It's like a it's like an old personality test thing that like lets you know like which one you are. So it's like it's like one it's like one out of nine. Uh-huh. And so it's like, I'm a four, which is like the creative, emotional, feeler, like those Oh, are like, so one out of nine is like a scale. Yeah. So it's like It's not you're, like you're, separate things. Yeah. No, no, no. They're all separate things. Okay. So like a four, and then you can have like wings. Dude, it's great. You got to check it out, bro. You got to take the test. I'll see definitely what you take are. the test. Bro, How crazy. long is the test? Oh, it's quick, dude. It's like it 10 quick? 15 minutes.
1: Yeah, dude. 10 to 15? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say I'll do it on here, but 10 to 15. Dude, no, 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 no. Don't do it on no, say. No, no. <laughs> no, It'll take too much time. i just let you take over. Yeah, I'll just have to
0: sit here and just have a conversation. Hey, guys, what's
1: up? so good to see I had to do that because, um, I had this guy named Angel Perez. He does uh, Fortnite video gaming. He picked up some traffic on YouTube. Uh, his, his Fortnite thing's called Vangel. I had him on the podcast. He went to use the bathroom. And so I was stuck in here in the middle of the podcast. And I kind of just like, looked at the camera and started just going. I was like, oh. I was like, so he hey. just left
0: in the middle of the podcast? Just
1: to use the bathroom. He's dude. like, I, I got to use the bathroom. I was like, go.
0: But in the middle of the podcast? Yeah. No, bro, go before him. I like got a
1: bottle right here. Come dude, on. Yeah, just, just, boop, <laughs> Call it a day, dude. Have you ever done we, it? Oh, of course, bro. Yeah, in the been. middle of
0: driving. Yeah, road Listen, trip. we used to, we used to, I used to do a lot of crabbing when I lived back in Maryland. So we, mm-hmm. we would, we would go on a lot of crabbing trips and stuff. So it'd be like one hour, two hour drive. And my dad was not a fan of pulling over. And so he was like right. he was like he was like, listen, there was always an empty Gatorade bottle in the backseat for emergencies. And he'd be like, Go for it. You gotta go you gotta go get it. Yeah. And I'm like, Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Round fifteen. Let's fight. Let's go. Has get it ever it filled up on you? No. Thank God. I'm terrified. That's why I don't when do it. It gets that's close what, and you're like, what, oh, I'm still i still going. I avoid it at every opportunity right. because I never want to experience it overflowing that's terrifying
1: at one point you just got to roll down the window and just get ready to switch you just got to I just
0: I'll swoop. <laughs> it's good good
1: that's good <laughs> I think that's a good way the, to close out the podcast wow so good love Amen. love and Chicago bottles glory. that's just wow. how we do it
0: peeing in bottles I, so I really good. appreciate you coming on dude I love being yeah. here man thank you're you very, for having you're me
1: you're very humble when dude. you were surprised that I reached out to you, of course I reached out to you, dude. God bless You're you, bro. Timothy Sullivan,
0: dude. I'm just chilling, bro.
1: Yeah, I'm just chilling. You're doing a great thing, dude. Thanks, man.
0: I appreciate it, dude. Much love, brother. Thank you. Yeah, that was great. That was good, dude. Thank you. That felt good.